1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Daily Roto Going for the Green Daily Fantasy Golf Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I'm joined by Colin Drew. We are here back after a layoff. Uh I don't even know how. I guess not that long. What the last event we did was in November. Does that sound right?
0: Yeah, the Masters, I think. We I think we dropped the pod for that. But uh yeah, it's been it's been a little while, a little, little break, been grinding NFL, but it is good to be back. Not the you know, it's, it feels like the start of the season, but it's not a full field event, a little bit bigger field this year, but uh, get back into the swing of things, get our feet wet with a little bit of Bryson and, and get the season started. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's always nice to come back to this event, Uh birdie fest, you know, just mega low scores, win it. We get some great golf on the TV. You kind of get a sense of, uh, you know, did they only get fat over the off season? Like, you know, do we have, is anyone, is anyone trailing Bryson? Uh, we're going to see Rom playing with new clubs, and then of course, you know, an opportunity to tilt. Obviously, you know, if you're if you're doing 150 and then you don't play Martin Trainer who t threes or whatever, you know, there's always there's always some cheap guy who does end up, you know, doing. Fairly well. So give us the uh, the course breakdown, Colin, for yeah. the Tournament of Champions. Yeah,
0: definitely. And if you guys want to read more, the pro tip this week, you know, the article I write up weekly, it is free over in Daily Roto on the homepage. So you can click that, check that out for free. Obviously, if you guys want to access projections in the Optimizer, uh, there's a promo code inside there as well. But we'll, we'll go through some stuff on this podcast as well. And, you know, it's the Tournament of Champions. Usually it's the winners every year. This year, a little different because of the shortened schedule last year. In addition to the winners, they've got everybody in the field who made it to the tour championship. So we've actually got the strongest event that we've ever had here at Kapalua. It is the plantation course at Kapalua, a resort course. I mean, these guys just tear it apart. Um, if you look at the course fit for this on the data golf work, it just under indexes and driving accuracy extremely. So guys are just able to, to let it rip. And then from there, it's, it's more or less a putting contest. You know, there are some wins and some elevation and things like that, that, other podcasts will go into in more detail but to me it's it's pretty much an easy resort course and you got the best players in the world here so a lot of birdies
1: a lot of birdies yeah I mean so the the field is led by Dustin Johnson Justin Thomas John Rahm playing new clubs Bryson DeChambeau uh the the data golf projections still they don't buy it they don't buy the beefy Bryson uh and then and then Xander are all the golfers above 10k I mean look if if this I wasn't planning on mming for this, but if Bryson is going to be fifteen percent owned and all of the other guys above ten k are going to be above twenty percent owned, I am going to go ahead and sign up for some contests. I think.
0: Yeah, and if if you guys are listening for the first time, uh, Data Golf does power the projections we have at Daily Roto. They made a couple changes to the model going into this season. I think the biggest one is a a time dimension layer that they added. So in the past, if a golfer maybe hadn't played for like six months, they'd still treat his last round the same as they would as if he had played last week. And that's not the case anymore. So I'm excited about that one. I think it's going to smooth out some of the the guys returning from injury. It's going to smooth out some of the Steve Strickers of the world and then it's gonna smooth out events like this where a lot of the field hasn't played in a little while. So that's one of the big changes. And then they also kind of tweak the way that they incorporate some of the strokes gain stuff. But um, I do think it will be a good event. And I think there's some interesting wrinkles, especially if the field is just like jamming projections. Um, Cause I was kind of combing through some interview transcripts and I found some interesting stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, which is, this is actually, I think a lot of the, the latent information that you gain um, in following this event and, and next week as well with the Sony open is like, you just start to be like, Oh, you, you know, you figure out guys who are like, Oh yeah, my game is in a good place. I spent the off season working on this. And like some of that, some of that stuff is information that is not captured in the projections, which, uh, you know, it's always helpful to know that stuff I think for golf.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, generally we're going to be keeping this one short just because it is a small field. I don't want to have to talk about every single player, but at the top end, I think the biggest thing that I noticed was, and I don't know if this is like, got the rounds on Twitter. I haven't been quite as plugged into the DFS golf Twitter bubble, but um, Xander had COVID over Christmas. And you oh, can tell me if this I is brought up that. on other shiz. So yeah. he had COVID over Christmas. He mentioned he hadn't practiced for three weeks. He was starting to get back into it. And then his girlfriend and him both got COVID. He said he was laying in bed for, like, five days. So it was a bad enough case wasn't like an asymptomatic case. He was, um, you know, banged up and laid up in bed, said that he's only played like 27 holes since then, and basically said that he's in terrible physical shape. And the field seems like they're going to be playing Xander this week. So I wasn't super excited about playing this event, but I was like, hey, if, if, um, if Xander's paying the rake, then I might be into it. I might exclude him straight up from my player pool.
1: There you go. I mean, I, I like that angle. I mean, we, we've we seen this happen with some dudes in the NFL where they got COVID. Uh, they were on the COVID list and they came back and they were really bad. Most notably, Cam Newton threw for 400 yards and two touchdowns, uh, got COVID, came back and uh, was the absolute worst. But yeah, Xander's going to be out here playing it like a hit and giggle and, and not giving it his all. Like there's no reason to play him.
0: And we see guys crushed too. Like, I mean, DJ came back and crushed, but um, I yeah. thought the fact that he was kind of saying that he hadn't played a lot of golf in the last month and then this happened and then he just doesn't feel like he's in good physical shape, but it feels like, so I just went out and I, I, took any head to head. I could bet against him and I just bet against him. So I bet your boy Bryson head to head versus Andrew this week.
1: I mean yeah, you you love to see it. I mean this this course does seem like a great fit for Bryson. He's not oh, really yeah. going to like like oh, you got to get your wedge out of the bag. Like no, he's literally going to be he's going to be driver uh 8 iron putter. putter. Like that just driver yeah. putter. <laughs> <laughs> like that should be his general strategy here. I I'm not going to bet him at this event, but I I am like a little I'm a little tempted to do it. Maybe if uh Maybe if after day one, he drops to like 28 to one or something, maybe I'll put in a little, a little live wager on him. Cause there are <laughs> 62s to be had here. I think so. Uh, of the, of the five most expensive guys is uh, JT, your favorite, I'm assuming. I, I mean, I like
0: DJ the best. Um, still feel like DJ is the best in the world and the price is close enough. I'd be fine playing DJ. Uh, like I have no, I mean, I do feel like it's a clear, like top tier, like DJ JT ROM gap. And then I actually like Bryson the second best. And I think there's another gap after Bryson because of Moff this week. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I'm seeing things. And I obviously can't fault anyone who wants to play DJ JT ROM. Like people create reasons, the club switch for ROM. And like, if that moves ownership, maybe you adjust to it, but those, those are three elite players, obviously in any field.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with that a good bit. Um, though, I mean the one thing that I am seeing from looking at the projections that I would do differently in my own play would just be massively boosting Cantlay who, um, I'm sure that the data golf guys have, you know, great, uh, advanced mathematical reasons for why Cantlay is not projecting. Well, part of it is that he is more expensive than Patrick Reed, Webb, Hovland, all guys with really good results over, you know, the last year. But to me, Cantlay is one of the five best players in the world and I will be treating him like that in my my personal play.
0: Yeah, I'm going to I'm definitely going to boost Bryce a little bit. Um as far as like leverage between those guys, I think that you know for the most part when you're talking about Cantlay down through like Hoblin Hideki, they're kind of all between like 20 and 25% odds to land in the optimal lineup. So I think that does show there's a little bit of value on Simpson, Hovland, and Cantley. and maybe Reed's a, a smidge overowned in MME. I don't think I'm gonna x him, um, but I would try to get maybe overweight on those other guys, maybe underweight on Reed and Hideki and Finau. It, it's just like my initial thought to approaching that tier. In the single entry, I'd probably x Reed and you know just play the other guys because you got to make some choices at some point.
1: Right. Yeah. Um... Do you have strong feelings on Hovland or Hideki?
0: Um, just, I mean, on route projection, I think it's pretty clearly Hideki. Uh, but, yep. like, that's why he's going to be 23% is where I have him now, which means in single entry, he's going to be, like, 35% probably. So, um, it kind of depends. Like, it's – obviously, we'll get to, like, duplicate lineups and things like that, but in this field, because it's so small, there's going to be a lot of duplicate lineups – there's no value down at the bottom. So if I'm playing chalk at the mid tier, then I have to do some pretty egregious stuff down at the bottom. I'd prefer maybe just to find like one or two pivots in this mid tier.
1: Yeah. Well, you're just, you're just going to have to play some egregious plays, right? Like that's, uh, that's just, that's just basically what it comes down to um, at this event. All right. So moving on uh, our next range of guys, Tony Finau, Colin Morikawa, Harris English, Daniel Berger, Scotty Scheffler, Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Sung J M, Adam Scott, uh, Scheffler, and Scott look like the guys that I would be most clicking on here with the combination of projection and uh, and expected ownership. Uh, don't don't think Adam Scott will end up being all that popular. People don't like Brewery these days.
0: Yeah, I I think those are two solid values. Uh, I like Sung J too, just about as much as Scott. Sanjay had some like ups and downs and maybe let me maybe the like Birdie Fest course isn't the Sungjay course necessarily so I prefer Scott between those two but I think they're all kind of going off in that like mid to low teens as far as projected ownership which is a pretty good sweet spot um, I mean I think Finau is clearly the best of the range he's obviously also the most expensive of the range but um, yeah and then I feel like the, the guy I won't play that just buried me at Augusta is Cam Smith and like he was a, a well-touted prospects like he definitely has some pedigree but um I, I mean i trust the work data golf does and they definitely don't see him as a value the field is going to be playing him so i guess i'm i'm hesitating a little bit um probably not going to play cam smith but not sure if you're going to talk me into it
1: uh no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk you into cam smith what do i what do i care cam smith not a, not a matic brands guy play the um,
0: alpha the alpha cam cam champ is the matic play
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the course you want for him. He's not gonna get in any trouble. Like we got we got CEOs who come out here and play. Like they're not trying this is not a difficult golf course. Like this is a great golf course for a dude like uh you know, like Cam Champ, like Abraham Answer, like Carlos Ortiz, if we're gonna tout cheap guys to just come out here and uh and post some sixty fives. Yeah, champ, uh, I think is pretty strong. I'm I'm surprised to see Sergio down at at nine point eight percent projected ownership. I mean I would, I would just imagine just off name value that he, he gets bumped yeah. up a little bit.
0: It, I mean, obviously like small field events, they're never as accurate for the projected ownership anyways, but it, it seems like one of the consensus builds this week is, you know, GMN top end players pass on the mid tier and then round it out with a punt. Cause it is, you know, four guaranteed rounds of scoring. And so right now, like Ryan Palmer, Lanto Griffin, Mackenzie Hughes, they're all kind of right at 7k to 6.8k. And those guys are all going off at like twenty percent. So it seems like, you know, and if you run our optimizer, you're going to get some punts in there too. So it feels like that's probably accurate. It's probably the way the field's going to play. I can't argue with it. I do think they're the best values. Um, but if you're building with them, I definitely think you have to be conscious about the rest of your roster and or leaving money on the table.
1: Yeah, I think that um, I think that is very likely to be accurate. All right, some of these other guys who seem. Like just plays because of this golf course. We got our guy Sebastian Munoz, a noted, uh, a noted resort course crusher. Carlos Ortiz, uh, resort course crusher. Then guys, I won't play. Fat Leishman, not interested. Uh, Ryan Palmer, not interested. Uh, Kevin Na is at this projected ownership. No, no, not a chance because it's not even really that great of a course. From I'd rather take a putting wizard like Michael Thompson over Kevin Na.
0: Yeah, big discount or discount and ownership between those two guys. Um, not nah, definitely a guy that DataGolf values relative to his salary. Same with Palmer. So I guess those are your two stands against the projections this week, but they are popular s- stands. So I, I think that is pretty good. And I think if you're talking about the lottery style GPPs, you know, 70,000 person field, they're like, there's going to be lineups duplicated hundreds of times in that in a lot of lineups duplicated dozens of times. And I think my biggest thing this week is if you're going to go with a chalky punt play, you definitely have to be leaving salary on the table. And those, if you're going to go with like a Michael Thompson or whatever, like you can probably use your full salary cap. Um, But I definitely think overall, you know, if you were to build with like 90% total projected ownership, you're starting to look at potentially a unique lineup And then as you start to layer in maybe a couple, you know, one to 10% guys, um, you can maybe move up in total ownership and play some chalkier players.
1: Yeah. um, I think that, uh, I think that makes some sense in terms of, in terms of these punts, do you have uh, like a clear favorite? Like, are you a, you know, are you a big Richie Wawrinski guy? Are we playing Robert Streb at 6k? I mean, Streb at least does like randomly, like he is a terrible golfer 90% of the time and then just randomly comes into these events. Like it's wild.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing is like these optimal lineup odds that I have show like none of these guys really have more than like, a five to 10% chance of cracking a winning lineup and a bunch are getting like 20% owned. So like, but those are, those are objectively the best plays. So you either have to be careful about differentiating or just play them under the field. And that means you end up like playing Robert Strab a little bit over his projected ownership. You end up playing Stuart Sink a little bit over his. Um, Those aren't guys that'd be excited about clicking into a single entry, single entry. You're not worrying about duplicates as much, but I do think they're, they're gross, but they're probably like Hudson Swafford. They're probably underowned relative to the optimal lineup odds on a course that is set up so easy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm with that. All right, do we have you doing uh, the well,
0: Mayo one and done this year?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I was gonna do two teams, but I went I went to go sign up, and it was full. So I I have one team in there. Um, it doesn't start until next week. Yeah. Um, if I full, if you I'm are already. if you. If you are in a one and done pool this week, I would take. Uh, I I actually think Hovland would be would be a pretty good guy to to buy here because you're not going to use Hovland at a major. Uh, he he looks like a pretty strong favorite, and and that's the only bet I made this week was I bet Hovland at twenty five to one. I think Fanduel actually has him a little bit deeper if you do a little bit of line shopping. But yeah, Hovland looked seemed like a pretty good and. If you could get Can'tlay at twenty as well, I, I know there's an eighteen out there on him, but if you could get Can'tlay at twenty, I would like that too.
0: Yeah, the only thing I bet this week was I'm just gonna I'm gonna die in the fade. Xander Hill kind of took that took that text to heart, and so I'm I'm gonna bet any matchup I can see against Xander. If you can do points betting where you can actually short his finishing position, I'd be interested in in that format as well. It seems like the books are pricing him as if he's full go. I don't think he's full go. I know there's the old saying about beware of the sick golfer, and Jason Day has definitely got us there a few times, but um, I guess that would be my betting market move this week is just find a way to fade Xander.
1: There you go. Find a way to fade Xander. Hovland in the outright markets, Bryson underowned on DraftKings. Uh, we will be back with these shows, obviously, in the future. Full fields, there'll be longer shows. Uh, of course, dailyroto.com, sign up for the PGA Optimizer, sign up. For the projections, it will make playing PGA DFS uh, a lot easier, especially the ownership projections, which you are only going to find on dailyroto.com. Do we have a a sign-up code uh, specifically for, for golf?
0: Yeah, you can drop the code GOLF20 to save 10%. And obviously the pro tip is free this week. So you can check that out for free. You get a feel for what we're writing about on a weekly basis and check out the leverage viz with optimal lineup probabilities and projected ownership for free this week.
1: Yeah. All right, everyone, we will be back next week. Good luck with uh, all of your lineups and all of your bets